Whap, whap, here we go, here we go. Whap, tap, this is microphone two. Whap, tap, this is microphone one. Two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one. Baltimoreans is a member of the Baltimore Sports Report Network. Find, find more podcasts like this at BaltimoreSportsReport.com. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Baltimoreans. Home of the all-weather fan. Yes, that's how we usually start the uh, show. That over there is Sam. This is Alan. We're a little bit loosey-goosey today, folks, Our, because we're excited. That's why. We're excited. I would say my emotions are jangling around inside me like so many bells. Because, of course, today is the day when we have our first shot at clinching the American League East at home for the first time since 1969. And in true Baltimore Oriole fashion... We've decided to make it as logistically difficult for ourselves <laughs> as possible by starting the man, the myth, the legend, Ubaldo Jimenez, the $12 million joke himself, <laughs> on the bump against the Blue Jays of Toronto. So we figured the best thing to do today was not to get all uh, you know regular with this thing and not do our usual intros and not do our usual talking here on episode 106 and instead just break it down for you emotional style. The fact is, folks, we could sit down this week and record another one of, let's call a spade a spade, our <laughs> bullshit episodes where we're giving you like kind of weak borscht puns on player names, yeah. where we're making tangential connections between baseball and current events that feel re- you know resonant at the time that we're saying them, but you know and we know. there's not, <laughs> This is a silly child's enterprise. But tonight is different. Tonight is important. <laughs> See, tonight is significant. I was going to say that tonight we can't even muster that level of effort. Oh, well, let's go that way then. That's fine. <laughs> So we're doing today uh, is is either the most or least important thing we've ever done on this show, which <laughs> is a live journal, a live broadcast of our feelings as we move through tonight's clinch game. As of my voice reaching your ears at this moment, it is 7.05 p.m., and uh, we're just going to check back in every couple of minutes uh, or maybe every couple of innings, maybe. Uh, we'll see how accurate. it goes. It's also possible that this will not be the clinching game. <laughs> right. And that Ubaldo will do his Ubaldo things. Right. Either way, we want to bring you the highs, the lows, the emotions of what is essentially the most exciting time to have been an Orioles fan since I've been alive. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, we, we could sit here in all seriousness and try to do an episode like the episodes that we usually do. But we... I don't know about you, Alan, but I don't have any emotional space in my brain nope. for that. I don't have emotional space in my brain to clean my house. To I haven't watered the <laughs> Cook plants. For myself. I haven't cooked. I I have been an absolute joke at work <laughs> because all I can think about is has been the magic numbers lower, the magic numbers lower, the magic numbers lower, and then all day today, all I could think about is tonight's the night they could do it. It could very well happen. So why it probably won't. <laughs> it probably won't. So yeah. Uh, hang with us. Um, if you are at the game right now, um, we hope it's an amazing experience and we hope you'll tell us all about it. Um, and hopefully later on, 
We will hear from a couple other people around Orioles Nation about their feelings as this is happening, as this event transpires. And we hope this is a useful thing to listen to tomorrow or next week or at some point when you are experiencing, you've already experienced this yourself live, and we will we will give you a little bit of our own emotional um, zhuzh <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is, is all that all that is going on right now is raw emotion, raw redemptive emotion coursing through all of our veins. So why why not why deny that and try to do something at all orderly? Why not instead dig into that a little bit, feel the rush, ride the snake as it coils and bites, <laughs> which you know it will because it's Ubaldo Jimenez pitching. <laughs> so uh, we'll talk any, to any you. prediction, Sam? I am going to make a prediction that uh, Ubaldo Jimenez will not pitch five innings. Not he won't even make it five. I don't think he's going to make it five. I don't think he's going to figure in the decision. Uh, I think the bats are going to muscle up. I think it's going to be a little bit of a slugfest, and I think we're going to come out with something. You know, I think it's going to be like an eight-six or a twelve-ten type of game. All right. But I think we're going to come out on top in the end. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that Ubaldo makes it six and a third of three-run ball. We're going to win seven to three off a Jonathan Scope grand slam. Oh man. Well, uh, I'd like to go on record as saying I'd be okay with either of these outcomes. <laughs> but both of us are feeling positive enough that we think, despite Ubaldo Jimenez starting, that we're going to beat a, a Blue Jays team that appears to be kind of giving up the ghost. Well, and it's, that's a weird thing, too, right? I mean, uh, both of us obviously hope that we clinch tonight while we're sitting here with our microphones and everything. But the reality of the situation is, if we don't win tonight, we got another chance to win tomorrow. <laughs> the number is one. The number is one. So the other thing is, we could lose tonight and lose tomorrow, and then the Blue Jays could go on to their next series and lose, and we'd get in. <laughs> yep. Let's not, let's, not, let's not back in. Let's win tonight, Yeah. get her done, and uh, start growing our playoff beards tomorrow. <laughs> All right. So we'll talk to you again uh, once, uh, once things are underway. What do you say, Smith? Ubaldo-mania? Ubaldo-mania is sweeping Hoot Nanny Studios right now. comeback Ks? I mean, is look, that... look, one hit, one run, that's an okay first inning. Was that Ubaldo Jimenez's best first inning Possibly. of the 2014 season? Possibly. He only gave up one run. <laughs> on one hit. On one hit. And only one walk. And I think he only threw like 38 <laughs> pitches. If that's not a sign of good things to come, then I don't know what is. All right, I'm in. <laughs> that's why I love that Steve Pierce. Oh, my God. That's why I love that Steve Pierce. You just rocketed that you shit. barrel-chested beauty. Oh, my gosh. Who's turning it on? Steven Wayne Batman Pierce. Who's turning it on the second... I think Chris they, Davis goes was, down. Was that uh, elevator doors right there? What's that? Andy Livingston. <laughs> Oops. I just revealed your name. <laughs> we revealed his name on our podcast. Yeah, yeah, delirious yeah, yeah. with joy. Oh, boy. Well, uh, 7.31 p.m. Steve Pierce just cranked a three-run home run. Can we say the second Chris Davis goes down for the second time this year, Steve Pierce is like, is that slack I could take up? Just meanwhile, leave meanwhile, some slack on the ground? Chris Davis is flipping over fucking cars down in Florida. As a sidebar. <laughs> As a sidebar. Oh, my gosh. 
That was good. You know what? Can we just say about the last two hitters, which you guys, again, just saw, the approach, go with the pitch. Jonesy takes the pitch to center field. Uh, didn't quite get it. Didn't quite get it. Then Nelly Cruz wood chops one to the right side. Then Stevie Pierce torques one to right center. Oh, man, that was just a good swing. Look at that. Look at the speed. At the speed. Just oh, my gosh. He barely got that. <laughs> Oh, boy. Steve Pierce, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Pierce, ladies and gentlemen. Orioles 3, Blue Jays 1. Let's go, Ubaldo. Let's do this, baby. Let's do this. Well, now it's 7.50. Ubaldo has already thrown 60 pitches. He's walked four batters. Um, my initial prediction of seven or six and two thirds looking is a little wobbly totally out looking a little wobble town we'll, we'll be excited if he actually makes it to sam's prediction of five and two thirds would he have to pitch at better than an immaculate game pace to uh to to make your prediction to make mine oh for sure <laughs> <laughs> as if that were even in the realm of possibility here here is the thing smith i am a, i am a generous person <laughs> I would like to think, you know, I, I try to open myself up to life and the possibilities uh, that everyone has a bit of grace within them. Sure. But the fact is, if you're Ubaldo Jimenez and you are already walking everyone in sight. Sure. After your team uh, makes up for the fact that you gave up a run in the first inning and has now given you a three run lead. Right. If you are already giving up base hits to uh, weak hitters when you had them uh, 0-2 or 1-2. If you are already failing to back up home plate uh, right. on a throw in from the outfield, you cannot then also not see the runner from second base, who again is Kevin Pillar, who, whose name <laughs> is barely worth saying with the limited amount of human breath that I possess in my lungs. Uh, you can't then... Not only realize, oops, I just missed the, I just missed, was out of position to back up the throw coming in from right field. Right. Then he watches, he sees Kevin Pillar running to third base and doesn't make the throw, which would have easily beaten Kevin Pillar. I mean, that's the thing that drives me nuts about Ubaldo Jimenez is he he is pitching so poorly, and then he does these things that dig the hole deeper. I, Okay, so our goal here is to try to capture the emotions of the moment. I'm just so disappointed that this thing that we put all of this time and effort and oh, oh, joy oh, oh. into. Hold on, hold on, my boy Jimmy, Jimmy Paredes just did something <laughs> lovely. Oh, that's as my Jimmy, boy Jimmy Paredes. Jimmy Paredes <laughs> just Jimmy says, Paredes. I don't fucking care what Ubaldo's going to do. I'm going to be the parade master and just fucking crank home runs. What is, what's Fine. the thing from uh, Fine. Nutty Professor? Paradise, 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 paradise. Oh my God. What were you saying? I don't even remember what you were I've saying. I've forgotten about. because it doesn't matter anymore because the Orioles' bats are just going to fucking pick this game up and take it wherever we want it to go. That's what, this is the 2014 Baltimore Orioles. $12 million man, Ubaldo Jimenez. Crapping is just the bed. <laughs> making a mockery of a start in a, in a pennant race game. And Jimmy Paredes, who, Jimmy Paredes, whose name none of you knew, 
entering this season. <laughs> Comes in in the first inning afterwards and oh. hits an opposite field. Opposite field dinger. Home run. He's like, you know what, Drew Hutchison? I'm just going to go with the pitch and hit it the other way. Drew Hutchison, by the way, has given up four runs on 20 pitches. Evaldo <laughs> Jimenez has given up two on 60. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so... Okay, we're feeling better about the Ball to Humanity start. As of 7.53 p.m. That was an eventful uh, three minutes. <laughs> that was a the highs and lows, guys. Just It's it's a roller coaster of joy. <laughs> so what did we just see, Smith? Uh, it's now 8.04 in the p.m. Okay. <laughs> Ubaldo's first 1-2-3 inning of the evening. Uh, <laughs> shocking. Shockingly easy. Yeah, that looked like a professional professional batter. I'm um, sorry, a professional pitcher doing work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, it. What's interesting to me is that uh, it was easy. I think from a baseball standpoint, but I don't know if I drew a complete breath <laughs> during the entire inning. I think though that as long as Adam Lind continues to rock the abomination that is that beard, well, he that should thing be is horrible. He should be worth two outs. <laughs> if he insists on wearing that thing to the plate, mm-hmm. they should get one out for striking him out and one out for banishing the beard back to the dugout. I like it. I like it's like last night. Uh, Jim Palmer was saying when uh, Stroman threw at Caleb Joseph. Jim Palmer was saying that should be an automatic fine. Sure. I think you know that's a that's a good policy. Right. But uh, why not add in a sure. hideous chin scruff fine as well? You can wear it. You just get penalized. <laughs> right. You know, it's like it's like these stand-up comedians who go on stage and they say all this horrible stuff about women, and then they get all this backlash for it, and they're like, what? Freedom of speech. It's like, y- you can say it, but you also get the rights and privileges that go along with saying repugnant things. <laughs> That's right. We just we just compared Adam Joe. I mean... Adam Lynn's beard to uh, Daniel Tosh. <laughs> to, to Daniel Tosh. Look, it wouldn't be Baltimoreans if we didn't bring in some current events. And by the way, when I say current events, I'm referring to a comedy scandal from two years ago. <laughs> lovely, just lovely pictures of the Orioles winning the 1997 division on the screen right now. Cal Ripken with a cigar in his mouth. Getting a little, getting a little misty over here. So we should probably turn the mics back off and come back to you a little bit later. Oh God. like when you ball to Jimenez throws pitches it's sort of like when I play darts <laughs> I just like I just wind up and wing it and I hope that it goes in the direction of the dartboard do you are you familiar with the harp artist Joanna Newsom? I'm not you're not familiar with Joanna Newsom? nope check Joanna Newsom out sometime I will if I get my act together I might pipe in a little Joanna Newsom under this segment alright sounds good she's an amazing harpist okay and the thing the thing about when she plays the harp is that uh, it's totally unexpected, the directions that she goes in right. harmonically. Right. Dare I say harpmonically. <laughs> you, you've already dared, so well, it's, in, it's in the past now. And, and she has a very strange voice. Uh-huh. She kind of recalls Kate Bush. Okay. You're familiar with the KB. Of course. Um, and at any given moment, it seems like the song is about to go totally, <laughs> totally off the rails. Off the rails. Barely in control the entire time. And then she'll land on the most beautiful uh, exclamation point of a particular melodic line. Right. And it's it's really just very stunning. I think there's a pretty obvious connection <laughs> between the way Joanna Newsom plays the harp 
and the way that Ubaldo Jimenez plays with my heartstrings. I mean, Ubaldo is now, what, that's six in a row retired. Yeah. Uh, he struck out a couple of people, making them look terrible on some just gorgeous little breaking balls. He's now through four innings, having allowed only two runs, got a few strikeouts, throwing a very nice breaking ball, 75 pitches. You know, that's not un-Gosmanian. I just... <laughs> yeah, I, I spiked your mind on that one, didn't I? <laughs> spiked your mind like a Ubaldo Jimenez curveball. Eight thirty p.m. We are now out of the fourth inning. Still four to two, Baltimore Orioles here on the uh, the clinchmas game. Yes, Sam, how you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling good. Uh, that's partially to do with some uh, unbearable Amstel lightness of being, which I have introduced into my enjoyment process of this baguette baseball baguette baguette, baguette <laughs> baseball game. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, I uh, we were just uh, as I'm sure all of you were doing, trying to figure out what in God's name Buck Walter <laughs> leaned in and whispered to Ubaldo Jimenez. There, it, it if, really looked like Ubaldo's life may be in danger. For those of you who are, li- and I would be interested in knowing exactly how small a percentage of our listenership this is, but if you're somebody who's listening to this but didn't watch this game because you were either had better things to do, uh, which is a ludicrous claim for you to make, Buck Walter leaned very close to uh, Ubaldo Jimenez and, and clearly whispered something into his ear, and then when he pulled his head away, Ubaldo looked... Uh, crestfallen. Like he was near to tears. Yeah. If not actively in tears. Yeah. And then he had this giant vein that was just going up in his head. Yeah. And and so as he, he was saying in his head, uh, strong men also cry. <laughs> strong men also cry. Well, yeah, it, it was it was alarming. It was very alarming, and uh, we're trying to figure out whether that, uh, what, what that meant. But, I, you know, since obviously by the time people are listening to this will know what it meant uh i think we should we should think about the implications of it which are that's a very kind of uh tender empathetic thing for a manager to do for his starting pitcher between innings to come up and have that kind of personal moment knowing it'll be captured on television i think it really reflects something about buck showalter yeah and hopefully you know it reflects if nothing else fact that he's still trying to keep Ubaldo in his camp. Yeah. And that, like, you know, he's back out here for the fifth inning, so he wasn't yanking him. Yeah. I'm not sure what he said. He wasn't yanking him, but he's trying to keep him in the camp and say, like, look, you may not be our guy this year, but we want you around. We're going to put in the time to make this all work out. I know this has been a frustrating year for you. Whatever else he was saying. I, I just got a little dusty when you said that. Right. So hopefully that's what it was, and, you know, Ubaldo is feeling loved and supported and not like he's off to the glue factory. It's clearly, I mean, whatever he said clearly got to Ubaldo and, and, and pulled his uh, his uh, Joanna Newsom's a little bit. <laughs> so we here uh, on, on Baltimoreans, we're not necessarily the best at baseball analysis, but we bring it when it comes to the body language analysis. <laughs> I think where we what we just saw there was Buck investing in his man. And I'm glad to see that. Now, so far, by the way, in terms of predictions, Alan, my prediction that Ubaldo would not pitch into the fifth shattered, right, in tatters at my feet. And he now stands four and a third innings, 84 pitches. We might see him in the sixth. <laughs> Let's let's not get too excited. Too we'll be many I'm still <laughs> We'll be back if we see him in the sixth. <laughs>
Okay, Smith, I just had a, a realization, and I know we just spoke to the good people, but I want uh, history to remember this moment. 8.38 p.m., Sam Dingman figured out the, the mystery of Ubaldo Jimenez. Oh, yeah? He's if the Mark Reynolds of pitchers. <laughs> it's feast or famine. Because this is the thing with, with Mark Reynolds. Mark Reynolds was so obviously just guessing and swinging as hard as he could. When yeah. he was up at bat. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who Mark Reynolds was. Right. All Ubaldo Jimenez is doing is he's saying, I'm going to wind up as big as I can. I'm going to cock my arm back as far as it will go. And then I'm just unleashing this puppy <laughs> in the general direction of home plate. And, you know, 60% of the time, it's probably going to end up in the right vicinity. It's the other 40%, i.e. the 40% of the time when Mark Reynolds struck out. <laughs> that's the problem. Sam. Ubaldo Jimenez just retired 10 batters in a row. That's true. There was never a time in Mark Reynolds' entire career when he went 10 at-bats without a strikeout. <laughs> it's that, never happened. We don't even have to check the numbers on that. <laughs> I, just, I guarantee it. That's just true. How you doing? <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, about like you sound. <laughs> we've we've survived so far. So, uh, how, what do you what do you think? What, where what is your emotional state like here? I'm so glad you asked that because I'm trying so hard. I, I have been watching with uh, with my one friend who is a is a great sports fan, but doesn't really watch baseball. Isn't terribly invested in baseball, but he's trying to he's trying to learn. He's he's like watched a lot of Ken Burns. <laughs> which is which is a commitment, right? That's a commitment. So it really try, is. It really that's is. like saying you know about cartoons because you read the New Yorker, <laughs> right? So he's like he's diving in in all, well, some of the wrong ways, but all the right ways. Um, and I'm just sitting there on the couch, trying to act like a normal person acts, and I'm trying to think, you know, what do? How do I usually sit? Do I usually? Is this how I usually sit? I think this is how I. I think this is how I usually sit. I think. I, what do I do with my hands usually when I'm sitting? Do I so put them on my lap or what do I do? With questioning them? the very basic fundamentals of your own of your own social interaction here. That's like. Oh uh, yeah, forget interaction. I'm just like, trying to, like I said, just sit <laughs> normally and act normal. In uh, in the wild card game in 2012, our very good friend Marshall was here. And he was, he sounds a lot like your friend. And he was saying stuff like, now tell me about the Rangers. Uh, what, what's the deal with this, um, this Nelson Cruz character? And we were like, Marshall, would you, shh, just don't. Shut the fuck up, Marshall. Could you go get, get us a beer? Get us a beer. <laughs> well, and, and you know, it's funny you say that because uh, Jimenez's outing tonight has reminded me exactly of Joe Saunders's outing. Oh, wow. Just like, yeah. Just like, holy God. Like, okay, okay, great. He made it through two innings and we're, we're winning. So like. Okay, next, bring in the bring in uh, bring in O'Day. I don't know, like Buck, like do something. He's he did it. Yeah. He did it as good as we can hope. All right, like pull him now. We're living on borrowed time here, Buck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in a very similar like every time that every pitch that Ibaldo threw, I was on pins and needles. Like every it's, single it's, uh, one, it's like, well, this is going to be the one that Adam Lynn just turns the fuck around. <laughs> well, it's so it's uh it's it's rookie of the year, right? When he's He's facing uh he's facing that guy at the end. It's not right. Dyke. When, when he's falling back on his arm, but he no longer has his fastball. <laughs> yeah, and he does just say, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god!" And it gets the different shots of 
of the mom in the stands, that old grizzled pitcher <laughs> in the dugout. And, and don't forget Daniel that, Stern. Right, right. <laughs> and the and the guy keeps calling him uh, Rosenbagger. Like, all those people are just, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And it's yeah. just like ball one. Yeah. That's how, that's, that's how it feels watching him in his pitch. <laughs> yep. Terrifying. Yeah, it, it, it just it feels like he's got a blindfold on and he's just flinging it. Okay, but now now all we have to do is get through a couple of TJ McFarland innings, and then we can turn it over to the professionals in the bullpen. <laughs> you know, you know what we were saying though is if you if you zoom out and you got to zoom out real far on the twelve million dollar a year contract we gave to you, Baldo, uh, he actually did exactly what you want a spot starter to do in the game tonight. Five, let's call them gritty because we're feeling generous. Five, you know, gritty innings where he kept the team in the game and didn't let it get away from him and handed it over to the bullpen on a night when nobody else was in a, in a real good position to start. And that's not what we wanted from you, Baldo Jimenez. But no, but if you, zoom, if you zoom the narrative all the way out, you, 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 you really you like, you like the concept at the beginning of the season of Baldo starting, starting a game to clinch the American League East. So let's just go with that. Let's sure. pretend. That's true. Sure. If we're back in spring training, we are overjoyed to hear that that's a situation that we're in. <laughs> did the did the umpire just take a ball directly to the groin while we were talking there? He did. I think uh, I, I think TJ crossed up uh, the Todd on that one. <laughs> the, the Todd is is definitely. I mean, he just like doesn't know what pitch they're going to throw. <laughs> exciting! It's, it's exciting. I don't know if they know what pitch. Menes definitely didn't know what pitch he was going to throw. I, I so. think I think the Todd knows what he's expecting, and then you Menes is just making shit up. By He's way, vamping. Uh, He's vamping. Ladies and gentlemen, we're on the line with Charlie Hoppus <laughs> of the dearly departed uh, Oriole Spastics podcast. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. You didn't really introduce me, did you? That's that's what's known in the biz as a back announce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! But when we think of of the emotionality of the Baltimore Orioles, we think of of Charles Hoppus, and we thought we'd have him on to just you know glory in whatever it is that's happening here in the. Bottom of the top of the sixth inning at eight fifty one p.m. You know, I, I mean, I have to say, uh, I, I really like the comparison Charlie made to the two thousand twelve wild card game. Yeah, because I was drunker then. <laughs> well, there's still time, Smith. That's true. We don't, That's un, true. unlike Oriole Park, we don't stop serving beer at Hootenanny Studios <laughs> after the seventh inning. Keep it going. Keep it rolling. <laughs> But uh, that should be worth. Two. So, Charlie, we developed a theory this evening that as long as Adam Lind continues to rock that horrific thing on his face, he should be worth two outs. Oh yeah, one yeah, for definitely. him and one for his beard. I think that's a fair. It's a fair rule, right? I think. I think that we could convince Bud Selig to agree to that. He's on his way out anyway. He doesn't care. <laughs> do you feel like? Do you feel like Bud Selig at this point? Like, I feel like if I were him, I'd run a raffle in the office. And I'd be like, <laughs> all right, if you win the raffle. I will make the I will make the rule of your choice. As <laughs> yeah, my outgoing well, actors like, commission. It's like a departing. It's like a departing president, right? He's just gonna like yeah, pardon pardon a bunch of people, the people that he likes, right? <laughs> ah, fuck it. You're fine. Yeah. That's cool. I think it's a good. Davis, you flipped over a car. You're back in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the infield fly rule is perpetually in effect. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you hit it in the air, you're out just automatically, unless it's a home run. Um, yeah, run the bases backwards if your name is Danny Valencia. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. That's a Everybody great else rule. still has to run it forwards even if Danny Valencia is up. <laughs> even if you even if base. you cross the path of Danny Valencia. You just have to keep <laughs> right. going. Um you know, I we were 
Uh, Alan and I were talking uh, briefly over the wonders that is Google Chat. Probably has a different name. Yeah, no, like you know, yeah, Google uh, Chat. I believe the technical and, uh, term now is Hangouts. <laughs> ah, excuse <laughs> me, Google. Hangouts. Um, so Alan and I were hanging out, and we were talking about just... Well, it's, I mean, it's just tough to be an Orioles fan right now for all the right reasons, which is you have no... It's, it's like me with my arms, right? I just don't know what I'm doing as a fan. <laughs> People, people are like congratulating me. Like people that I've, it's like 2012 again. People are that have like known me since I was 11, known how terrible the Orioles have been. <laughs> are like are congratulating me like I'm, I'm getting married or you know, <laughs> right. graduating college or had a child. Right. They're like, oh my god, I'm so happy for you. And you just like, I don't know how to talk crap. I don't know. Yeah, right. Um, exactly. Do 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 yeah. you do you just politely thank them? <laughs> and the whole do you time, say something self-depreciating. The, it's hard to say. You're like, you, you guys right. know I didn't. I didn't do anything. <laughs> no, but but I sort of did though, right? I like I mean I watched Debbie Cruz. Like I did something. And and you're never gonna get those hours back. No, it's over. It's so over. I, I got excited about Larry Bigby. Like I it's, I've done something. It's it's not a lot, but I, I contributed my 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 heart and soul. Um, right, you put and, positive energy out into the universe for that long. Right. And it's and it's uh, the energy is is, is well, I don't know how physics works, but it's probably gone or to somewhere better. And um, but but you know, at, at the same time, I am still. So we're we're watching the game that could potentially clinch the American League East for the first time in 17 years. We're going to win the American League East. It's it's just it's going to have, it's now an inevitability. But yet, this whole season up until this moment, um, and probably once we're in the playoffs, I'll feel it again. I just, I cannot feel, it's like 2012, where yeah. I just cannot get uh, comfortable. I'm, I'm freaking out the whole time. It's like, yeah, we're good, but like... Oh, yeah. Have, when when will the other shoe drop? Starting in the infield at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like someone's pulling my leg, and, and I will continue to feel like someone's pulling my leg. And you know, the thing that's really interesting about that to me is uh, when you think about last year, where also at around the uh, trading deadline, we were in a position to contend, and it was universally agreed we needed starting pitching. Uh, and we had Chris Davis having one of the best offensive seasons that anyone in Baltimore has ever had. We had Manny Machado healthy and seemed to be firing on all cylinders offensively. Dan Duquette goes out, gets two of the best starting pitchers who are available, and we missed the playoffs. This year, we are unable to make the trade for John Lester. We instead pick up a key reinforcement piece for the bullpen. We lose Davis. We lose Machado. <laughs> Weeders hasn't been here from the beginning. And, and this and, is the and, year. And our big free agent signing has been, we'll, we'll, we'll generously again call it gritty. <laughs> it's only valuable if you're using a telescope from Uranus. <laughs> I don't know about the logistics of my anus and telescopes. I, for, for me, it's, uh, yeah, sorry, that's a low brow. <laughs> That's exactly. Um, we set it up. You knock them down. That's not your fault. You you would make uh, an excellent volleyball player. I can't feel good about that. What what it reminds me. I was, I was telling Sam. It reminded me of something, and it, it reminds me of the story. And it's not a funny story. It's a sentimental story. But um, my my sister um, ran. We all ran cross country, and she was so slow in middle school and going into her freshman year. Like we're talking like twelve minute miles slow. Just like horribly, horribly slow for someone that's going to try competitive running is their thing. Um, <laughs> but, but 
she's really tenacious, which is something that she and I do not have in common. So she's like working her, her butt off all all summer, and it gets pretty fast. And you know, we don't know exactly how fast because she's just like running eight milers and stuff, <laughs> still taking forever. But she's definitely like you know many minutes off her mile time faster. Um, and for her first ever cross country meet, that she she's on JV, and um, you know the race starts and she's out towards the front. And we're like, oh wow, that's She's going to burn out. Like, I don't think she understands that like, she has to run three miles at this pace that she's running. And as the race goes on, she just gets further and further ahead, and, and, and soon she leaves even the front pack behind, and she's just all alone out in front. Uh, it's just, just her and, like, grass. And, you know, <laughs> pe- people, people not, you know, an eighth of a mile away, which is far for yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a race. And yet she's, like, picking up the pace this last, this last like, half mile then half mile and then quarter mile she's just like hauling and she she ends up at a, at a complete dead sprint across the finish line there's nobody within eye shot she's she's won the race and no one is around and she 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 sort of like collapses a little bit in the in the grabs like a post after crossing the finish line and turns around and looks behind her, and she just can't believe that there's no one behind her. Uh, <laughs> so and when we asked her about scared. it later, yeah, when we asked her about it later, she was like, you know, I thought that they were right with I thought they were going to catch me, because no matter how fast I ran, I heard I heard them running behind me just as fast, and it was it was this little tag in her shorts that flipped out and was, was making a, a noise that made her think that people were chasing her. <laughs> and she, she like made her go faster and faster because she was freaking out that that the, this group was catching her. That that's that's how it feels with the Orioles right now. Like it's just you don't want to. Who are we running it. from? I can't. What? Yeah. I can't imagine a better metaphor <laughs> for the 2014 Baltimore Orioles than the one you have just provided us with. It's just like what? How is this happening? Like we should be still running 12 minute miles. Yeah. And we we definitely should not be winning winning by a half mile in a in a three mile race. Like how is this happening? Yeah. It's uh it's surreal. It's it's a surreal thing, and you can't even though it's what's happening, you can't believe it. You can't you, you like I want them to sweep the Jays, even though like I want us to never stop losing. Like and as soon as we we lose, it's not that I lose faith, but I just like I'm like oh no, like are they okay? Is everything okay? Like is everything fine? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and it's it's, but they are they are fine, and I'm yep. I'm finally there, finally. And again, it, like, once again, it took me till mid September before I started just actually enjoying the season, <laughs> and realized like, holy shit, we are a, a great baseball team. It's stuck in the corner and. Diaz has just cleared the goddamn bases. Oh my gosh! And our stream freezes it right in the middle. It doesn't even matter. It, it doesn't, doesn't even, even matter. matter. The ball is in the corner. Oh my god! That's your boy Diaz. The triple trips. Stand up triple. The ribby trips. Oh my goodness! Seven to two, and the Orioles are clinching the American League East. Let me ask you a question. Actually, let's just, just listen let's, to this just for, a listen for a second.
what happens when you hit Nick Markakis with a pitch. <laughs> Don't do that. You get your ass tripled on. Now, Triple that shit up. Adios, it's, bitch. It's oh man, Sam. I, I it's gonna happen. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna get real dusty up in here in a second. It's gonna get it's gonna get a little dusty. Wow. It's gonna get a little bit dusty. You know, you know, man. <laughs> this is the thing. Ask me how many Orioles had hit a triple, a triple before Alejandro Deaza came to the team. Alejandro Deaza has three triples since Friday. Since <laughs> since Friday, <laughs> Jimmy Paredes is hitting seven forty. <laughs> Next man up. <laughs> Can I just say really quick, the, the fuck of it, Smith, is that it is now 7-2. to two. This is the kind of game that Ubaldo Jimenez would now usually pitch in. This is where we bring him in. Yeah. But in 2014 in Baltimore, anything goes. And could there be a better-named pitcher to come in for the Blue Jays facing elimination than someone named Graveman? Kelly Gravedigger Graveman. Paint me a picture, sir. Paint me a beautiful uh, picture. All right. Well, right now, so that I can hear you, I'm in a small corridor that includes electrical closets, television sound, and roof access. Um, so it's it's picturesque right now. This is, of course, Jake English, he of the Bird's Eye View podcast, who is coming to us live from the uh, friendly confines of Orioles Park at Camden Yards as we go into the top of the eighth inning as the Orioles take a 7-2 lead. Yeah, yeah, this doesn't suck it off. <laughs> would you, would you, so, so how loud is it there, like on the Diaz triple, how loud was it? Oh, it's, it's pretty loud. The thing is, is that the crowd has actually reached a fever pitch, uh, and it started with uh, O'Day's uh, um, inning, or half inning there. Right, where he the, just the struck out the side. Because the crowd figure out, yeah, the crowd started to figure out, oh my God, this is going to happen, and it's going to happen tonight. And once that starts to and and and, and you think that the that, that as a as a unit everyone just started figuring that out at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah. There was a there was a palpable shift in the crowd of of uh, you know being excited to being whatever that next gear is. So now we have <laughs> now we just have six outs of euphoria left, and then we can uh, we can move into Preston Gumay mode for the next three weeks. Well, you know, we, we never want to counter chickens before they're hatched, but I will tell you this. Uh, I'm up in the press box tonight, and the, the beat writers are starting to change into their rain gear. <laughs> oh, sucky ducky. Ah, so you, you, don't have, you, don't have, you don't have that kind of access, do you? No, no, I did not bring my celebratory slicker, so, uh, no, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not doing the Mr. Rogers thing. Well, so, so we don't want to take away too much of the experience from you because it's got to be unbelievable to be there. But can you just paint us a picture a little bit of the experience of being in the press box tonight? What, what, is, what, what are you noticing? What about it surprises you? Um, well, I, it's, it's really interesting because the, the voice of information there in the, in the press box that shares facts, figures, numbers is basically every adult you've ever seen in Peanuts. Um, <laughs> so I have no idea how any of these people actually share things with us. Um, no, it's, it's interesting to see the other side work, um, and it is work. You know, people are uh, are sharing ideas, writing stories, uh, eating a lot of popcorn. But uh, it's it's really fascinating. The cool thing is, though is that you can see every bit of the action, and if it was going to be a night, 
boy, howdy. I, I, I'm, I'm still pinching myself that this is the night that I'm here. Oh, my God. Are, are Rock Kubako's biceps as big as they look in the pictures? I'm too afraid to look at them directly. <laughs> <laughs> they might look back. So in the stat line this evening, we have seven RBI uh, from three people who were not Orioles to begin the season, and I don't believe any of them were. Maybe Hunley was on the roster by the All-Star break. Are people writing and talking about the fact that this Orioles team is just made up of random people, or what's what's the uh, what's? Oh, the... absolutely. I mean, as, as soon as it happened, you know, Steve Pierce and then Jimmy Paredes, and then you know uh, who else? Uh, Nick Lee almost hit a home run that was uh, stolen by Ghost. I mean, it, you're getting to the point where people are like, "Oh, well, sure, why not? Okay, fine." <laughs> okay, we, you should, we, you we should... brought you in to be a bit player. Go ahead, win the game for us. Well, whatever. We'll, we'll take it. All right, Smith, I got a question for you. Okay. Darren O'Day just left to a standing ovation. O'Day, O'Day, O'Day. As Joe Angel O'Day. would say, O'Say, O'Say. O'Day. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about the retaliatory swat in the backside to Jose Bautista? At this point in this evening, I'm okay with it. You're okay? I think usually I would be kind of uh, judgy and feel like, hey, we don't play that kind of game. Let that other be other people and other things. But, I mean... You can't throw behind Caleb Joseph's head and then hit Nick Markakis. Yeah, like if you're if if the Blue Jays had just let it slide, then at some point you let it slide. But this is a fucking playoff team, and we can't go into the next three weeks being pushovers. And you got to feel like it. That's a good point. That's a good point. And you got to feel like it adds a little bit of extra sting to wait until we were up five in the eighth yeah. and about to clinch the division to be like. And by the way. Fuck you guys. It's also, it's an 82 mile per hour, you know, incredibly located pitch in Jose Bautista's buttocks. Right. So it wasn't like a, it wasn't like, you know, he, he wasn't pulling a Stroman and gunning for someone's head in his career. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those parts of baseball that has always made me uncomfortable, principally because I spent most of my career uh, as a high school baseball player being afraid that I was going to get hit by a pitch. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, it's, it is one of the most interesting parts of the game in terms of the fact that, you know, everybody talks about it as a relic of a bygone era, when the reality is, of course, it still happens. Yeah. It still happens all the time. It's just that it's done in this much more stealthy way these days. I mean, um, it's not stealthy to have Darren O'Day hit somebody. No, that's true. That's <laughs> like, true. If Darren O'Day is hitting you, then it's clear it is what it is, and everyone can just stop and go home and, and, and have at it. Because yeah. now if Adam Jones gets hit, the next time up, the benches are going to clear and someone's going to get punched. Yeah. And that's going to be a real shame. Yeah. I think that given the last, the situation in the last couple of games, I think it's a, I, I still don't love it, but this is as okay with it as I'm ever going to be. Yeah. I, I came in, I came into this, this question feeling like I didn't love it either, but I like what you say that we have to go into the playoffs kind of announcing our presence. Because even if we aren't an underdog competitively, there's a lot of people who are viewing us that way simply because we're the Orioles, and it's good to go in saying, if you bite, we bite back. Do they hear it? Did nope. you get it in? Nope. No, no, no. I, would you oh, care okay. to repeat what you said about nah. Deanna Navarro? <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> the point was that he got sat down by Andrew Miller. Words were spake. <laughs> Let us let us just say that, that 9:50 in the PM, Alan made passing <laughs> reference to the girth dichotomy that exists between <laughs> Andrew Miller and say Deonor Navarro. <laughs> I think you can And the fact that Andrew Miller dots. managed to get, you know, the, win that particular matchup at this 
fairly seminal moment was exciting to in me. In particularly decisive <laughs> fashion. <laughs> so here we are, Sam, on the brink, going into the ninth inning. I got Hoppus hands. I got Hoppus hands. So uh, you think we stick with Miller in the ninth? How do you think we close this thing down? I'm bringing in Tommy Hunter. I'm bringing in Tommy Hunter. I'm bringing in Tommy Big Game Hunter. To throw directly at Jose Reyes's nose. <laughs> So over under on anybody sitting down at Oriole Park at Camden Yards. I feel like I should probably stand. Yeah, I think we need to get on our feet here, <laughs> yeah, Smith. I think we need to stand for the for the duration of this inning. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can't see this, but Alan Smith and I are in my living room here in <laughs> Brooklyn, New York, and we will be podcasting from the standing position because everyone at Oriole Park is going to be on their feet for, for the, the entirety, entirety of, of the bottom inning. of the ninth inning. While the round top, mound top of, the of zone pound comes in, to do his round mound of zone pounding things. Tommy Hunter, you're still the closer of my heart. Jim Palmer making comments about uh, Tommy Hunter. He closed games. He just didn't save them. <laughs> That's okay, though. That's okay. Smith. Next man up. When Tommy Hunter got bazoonced from the closer job earlier in the year, what did you think? Oh, no, you don't do it, Internet. No, you don't do it. You don't do that. I can't do this right now, Internet. You I don't can't, don't can't do, do that. All right. All right. Let's see. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're in a bit of a situation here where... We're having a pickle. My Internet is going out... At very inopportune As times. we stand here watching what is going to be the greatest moment of my 32 years. Okay. Looks like we got it back now. We are... We are now watching this on Alan Smith's cell phone because the internet in my apartment has decided to pick this amazing moment to cease working altogether. So Alan Smith is holding his tiny Samsung screen in his brave podcasting left hand. <laughs> and we will see this happen live, goddammit. God damn it. This is what happens to the Orioles, Smith. The world conspires against us. The internet's like, yeah, you want to watch your team clinch? No, 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 you can't do that. That's a strike. Tommy Hunter just, just pounding the zone. 98 miles per hour right in the middle. John Mayberry didn't know what to do with that. I mean, I mean, you got to imagine if you're the Blue Jays right now. You're down wait, wait, six wait, why, runs. Why, 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 why is anyone in the, in the Orioles dugout sitting down? <laughs> what are they doing? What are, where are they going that's so all-fired important? God damn it. <laughs> well, they may have been expecting that Tommy Hunter would give up his <laughs> trademark one or two hits. <laughs> the little blooper. <laughs> the little blooper from Tommy Boy. Get there, Diazza. Get there, Diazza. Good boy. Good Diazza boy. with the running grab. Over-the-shoulder catch. All that right. was beautiful. Mayberry has to go back to second. We are now one out away from the Orioles clinching the American League East. Okay, folks. We're, I, I just want to describe describe your emotions right now, Sam. Well, right now I'm feeling like the internet could go out at any moment. We're a little bit nauseous. We're standing here in We're the middle excited. of my living room, trying not to move too much in case that's what causes the internet to go out. I'm just going to turn the volume up on the crowd a little bit. Yeah, David there Lowe loves it. David, David Lowe loves it. it. David Lowe, you've been a part of this too, baby. You've been a part of this too. Minuscule part, but hey, hey, <laughs> hey, that's okay. Ubaldo, you go ahead and smile a little bit. You got the win, baby. 
You know, so yeah, the, just for the record, we uh, for for as far as Charlie Hoppus and what to do with your hands, we have the advantage of holding microphones. Yeah, but that's all I have to go on otherwise because I'm standing and I'm vibrating. And now, let's see. There's two. We're now two strikes away. My other hand. Wayne Kirby is aiming a bow at someone. Jesus. My other hand, by the way, is uh, one of them is holding a microphone, but the other one is pinching the hem of my shirt obsessively in case that helps. Because <laughs> it probably does, and you know it. It probably does. It probably does. I was thinking about getting myself a rally ball for uh, for the postseason, Smith. Is that Whoop, a fair ball? That's, that's, that's a foul not ball. A fair ball. That's okay. a foul ball. That's okay. Okay. That's strike two. I'd like it to get, come on a strikeout. Would you like it to come on a strikeout? I'd feel good about that. Let's get a little bit more of that crowd in here. Just pee a little bit. Yeah. Just pee a little bit. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. We're all peeing together, Smith. We're all just releasing, releasing tensions that we have held inside since 1997. 8-2, one two count, two outs, top of the ninth, man on second, Tommy Hunter stands in against some punk from Toronto who I've oh, never heard of. Don't call Dalton Pompey a punk. <laughs> there it is, the ground ball. Steve Pierce has it. And there it is. There it is, baby. Listen to him. I gotta say, you guys, uh, I really had no idea how it was gonna feel being able to watch that happen live. Uh, I'd like to thank the internet for not crapping out at a critical <laughs> moment. Um, Nick Markakis looks stunned, y'all. He looks all, stunned. In all seriousness, though, you know, I really, I was like, you know, I remember when we clinched the wild card, it felt cathartic to me. You know, I felt like I think I remember running out on my balcony and and just kind of screaming and jumping around. I had a lot of uncontrolled energy, but that was because it felt so unlikely. This year, you know, for a long time, we've known we were trending in this direction. And I have to say the second that Steve Pierce stepped on first base and the fireworks started going off and the confetti started coming down, I just felt my face spread into this giant grin that I can't get off my face. I think I'm going to be smiling for the rest of the week. You know? There's something about the... I don't know. There's something about the bond this year that, that makes me feel in some way like... Um, it nourishes something to see a team that deserves it this much get it. And to have just gotten to be along for the ride for so much of it. I just can't stop grinning. It's a quieter response than I thought I was going to have, but it yeah, yeah, it feels more honest somehow. Of course, we won this division, Smith. Yeah, we're of the course team, we did. Best team in American League East, and have been for some time. <laughs> and they're handing out the goggles. <laughs> Everybody gets a goggle. Everybody gets a goggle. Chen, oh, is, Chen is geared is up. In. <laughs> Do it, Jones. Do it, Jones. Oh, I could just watch this all night. I certainly could. I think I will.
Baltimoreans is a member of the Baltimore Sports Report Network. Find, find more podcasts like this at baltimoresportsreport.com.